Turn in your Bibles to uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and just put your finger there. We got a lot going on, so I hope you all be at the volunteers meeting. I don't know if the snow scared some of the people away, or y'all are at home, or where you're at, but uh, it's not snowing outside, uh, and it's and it's getting pretty balmy out there. I think it's at 11 now. Um. So uh, I thank God that it's uh, uh, National Sanctity of Human Life Sunday today. Hallelujah. You know, the Roe v. Wade decision was back in uh, January 20, uh, January 22, uh, 1973, and uh, Ronnie Reagan uh, made a proclamation that uh, January the 22nd, uh, in 1984 was going to be Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Uh, so praise God for somebody stands up for those uh, who can't stand up for themselves. Uh, and, uh, and then the Roe v. Wade decision was, was turned over uh, June 24, 2022, and Missouri was the first abortion-free state in the United States. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're that church. We stand for babies and stand for Israel. Um, so I was in, in, in Thrive is outside, and we'll talk about them as a, uh, they're out in the hallways, rather. And uh, we've been part of uh, partnering with this pro-life organization for a long time, even before it was Thrive. Um, um Back, I think back when we started, it was Pregnancy Resource Center, and, and I thank, I don't know if Bridget's watching the broadcast today, but we thank Bridget and all her staff uh, that is out there helping babies stay alive. Um, it means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to God, and we'll talk about that. So I want to do one thing before we get going, and this is a card, and you can get all kinds of stuff out there, and if you don't have uh, any of the Thrive uh, merchandise, you need to get some. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, and I look good in it, so um, <laughs> that's what my wife said. I, I, she, she goes, man, that's all man candy right there, ain't it? She didn't say that either. I just made that up. Um, so we're just kind of looking at, you know, when you give, you know, and it helps send this pro-life message out and, and babies get rescued and they, they see their heartbeat and, and they, they have these college, these classes that help these kids know, uh, learn how to parent and all these kind of things and then they're not afraid to have the babies, which is great. And I was looking for you guys here at Have Bible Will Travel. So when you sow into Have Bible Will Travel, we sow into this pro-life organization and have for a long time. So... Um, just like in a year's time, I was doing the math uh, and, uh, and because of you guys and everybody here at Have Bible Travel, we saved over 30 babies in 2023. Um, and, and so if you, if you see out there, there's, there's some petitions that are disguised uh, as pro-life petitions, but they're not. They're actually pro-choice. Um, and, and don't sign anything that says is related to pro-life because it's not. The, 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 the enemy is, is masterful at disguising himself. 
So all the things that need to be done to keep our state and our country pro, pro-life will stay that way as long as you'll continue to do what you guys have done. Amen? Um, and uh, so anyways, I want to thank you guys for that and, and, uh, and, and want to start you out in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And this will be the last message I preach on, staying close to God, and then we're going to move over into uh, talking about your health and then talking about your family. Uh, and if my son's... Uh, watching the broadcast. Happy 40th birthday to Patrick Michael Rankin II. Yeah, there's another one of us coming. And he's got two sons after that. And they all love Jesus and they all preach Jesus. Amen. And they all stand for babies. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get mad. Don't get mad. Four, six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Just take it to God. Don't, don't, don't get anxious. Don't, don't, don't get excited because fear and faith can't live in the same home. You either got one or you got the other. We're choosing faith over fear. I, I believe God's word is true, and he's going to get me through this thing. Amen? Amen? So we're, we're going to wrap this all up in a, in, in a ball here today. Um, go back up. So here's the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Philippi. Go up to 4-4, and we'll start uh, this little message here and find out what he's saying uh, to his church in Philippi. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness Be known to everyone, the Lord is at hand. That means he's right here in our midst because I've invited the power of the Holy Ghost in here. See, a lot lot of people think they're having church, but you're not having church if you don't have the Holy Spirit here. You You have to welcome the Lord into your meeting. You have to be reading his word. You have to have a godly man in the pulpit that won't compromise on the truth of God's word. And he's got to stand in the midst of adversity, as you do too. Do not be anxious about anything, but by everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. What surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers... Now he's going to tell you what to concentrate on. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think of these things. And what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Amen. Not done yet. Watch this. And he expounds on this uh, about the, the, the things you will receive and the things you need to learn. I I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received, uh, revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I had to be content. So being content is what we're supposed to be, but that doesn't mean you have to stay there. Some of you guys in 2024 can say goodbye to 2023 so you can move on to the better things God has for you and your family. Don't get get stuck thinking this is where God wants me to be. God wants you to move on from that mess that you just barely got out of in 2023. 
And if it hits you, just talk back to me a little bit. Listen. Uh, not that, uh, so go down to verse 12. He says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In, every, uh, in any and every circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So this is the word of the Lord. That means I knew how to praise God when I didn't have any money. And I knew how to praise God when I got money. Because I know where it all comes from. So if you're doing good, give God the glory. And if you ain't doing good, keep praying. Pray if you need it. Praise if you got it. Can I get a witness in his house today? Hey, hey. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Um. And I want to tell you guys who are here and those who are watching the broadcast, you're not here by a coincidence at all. It's not convenient getting up in the morning and getting out in the cold weather and embracing it, but we're doing it because that's what God wants us to do. We're not, we ain't even messing around anymore. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I want to thank you for our partnership with this wonderful pro-life organization called Thrive. People that stand for babies who can't speak for themselves. We partner our faith and our finances with this group. We believe, Lord God, that you're going to continue to abolish abortion, not only in the United States, but across the world that people will realize that, that human lives are precious. Um, and Lord God, today we pray for the offering uh, so we can continue to do your bidding, not just in this church, but abroad. Uh, and we ask your blessing upon it in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So applaud the Lord. Let the basket come by. Just wave to your neighbor and say happy Sunday to you. Turn with me in Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter 4. Uh, staying close to God. Um, so if you're a volunteer, we want you to be at our meeting at 1.30 here um, in the Swoboda uh, Catering Company has catered it. And they got enough pulled pork and chicken wings to feed everybody. And we're just gonna we're just gonna have a an old fashioned hoot nanny. Uh, just just gonna have a good time. We're gonna celebrate the things uh, that God did in 2023, and we're gonna recruit more people to do kingdom work. Amen. And if you want to be a, a servant of the Lord, uh, I believe you're in the right spot today. Hallelujah. Uh, Ephesians 4, 1, let's pray over it. Put your hand on the word. Lord, we pray that they're not just words, but their they're inspired holy word is here to change lives and encourage people. And uh, we ask, Lord God, that you uh, make this word, uh, that you make it powerful and applicable in our lives. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, Text your friend right now and tell them to turn on the broadcast. I don't want them to miss this. 
I therefore, prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. So let me, let me expound on this just a little bit. So staying close to the Lord, uh, some of you guys have a calling on your life. Some do, and then it's coming for the rest of you. And it's, and it's to do different things. Some it's music, some it's children, some it's watchdogs or boxes, whatever it is, pillows. You've you got a calling on your life, and, and you will only live at peace when you answer the calling on your life. And if you're frustrated, it's probably because you're running from the Lord. Boy, I didn't get any answer on that one. That was like a mic drop or something. You, 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 you can touch yourself if you want here, but I mean, if you're running. I mean, you, you know, you, some, of the, some of the biggest prophets in the Bible have, have, have run from the Lord. Jonah ran from the Lord. You know, he was sent on a, to do the Great Commission, Brother Bob, and then he was supposed to go to Nineveh, Jason, but he went to Tarshish. 2,300 miles the other way. And some of you guys, not you guys, but people who go to other churches, they run from the Lord. They're like, if, we, if I move, say this with me, if I move, he won't find me over here. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, that's stupid. Here's the deal. He, he, he knows who you are because you were made in his image. And you were made with a purpose. Uh, and when you find out what that purpose is in the Lord, man, there's a lot of satisfaction in that. It's, it's just, a, I, I told my wife when we was driving home last night, I felt so good about what God was doing. And I know I say that all the time, but I really mean it when I say that. It's just, when you've been as many church services as I have, you would, you would think you'd get tired of it. But I got to be honest with you, we're, we're living the dream just because we've allowed God to completely invade and take over our whole lives. It's, it's not anything we did, really, other than just surrender. That's all you got to do. And, and, and quit trying to fix. Quit trying to fix everything. It doesn't work that way. God will give you the wisdom to take care of the situation that you're in. But you have to stay in tune um, with him. So... Hey, and, and I'll just kind of give an example that just happened this morning. So I'm walking in here and checking on things, and I went past uh, uh, one of the brothers here, and, and he, was, he was quoting some Proverbs this morning. He said, hey, you know, this, that, and the other. And I, I looked at him, I said, I read that this morning at 5 o'clock, drinking my coffee. This needs to be a practice in every home. And, and here's the deal. In order, for that, in order for that to be absorbed and to really get into your life, don't make it a last-minute thing. I mean, you guys are good about getting to church, but the other group, I'll tell you, they're a... I mean, don't be a la- I mean, don't be a last-minute... There's no reason that church should be a last-minute thought. Pretend you're going to a football game or something. Do you remember that? I mean, before you, some of you guys, before you were saved. Oh, we're tailgating all day. What time's the game? 6 p.m. tonight, but we're getting down there at 9. Lamos, we're on barbecue, and we're going to get a wheelbarrow full of liquor out. Boy, there's a real real winner, isn't it? Wouldn't you like people to 
show up at church at 6. And, and be way. I can't wait till he opens the door, man. When he opens the door, man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get up front spot. Change your priorities and make God first, and watch Him fill up the rest of your life. Amen. So what he's saying here is he said, uh, he's saying, walk in a manner worthy. So you don't always have to tell somebody that you're a Christian. They ought to know it by the way that you walk. They ought to know it by the way that you talk. They ought to know it by the way that you conduct business. They ought to know it by the way you take care of your family. They ought to know it by your extended family. I had a brother ask me today when we were walking out of the deacons meeting, he said, was it hard to let go of your daughter? I said, no, not really. I said, because I, I put her in the hands of a caring man who loves Jesus. And he's a and he's a hardworking young man. Now it would be real hard if he didn't have a job. And he didn't work 60 or 70 hours a week. And didn't take care of my daughter. Then I wouldn't be here today at church. I'd be driving down there to straighten him out. Don't turn your, don't turn your, watch this, don't turn your daughters over to some goofy guy who doesn't love Jesus and doesn't have a J-O-B. Amen? I, I told him, I said, that's the only daughter I got. I'm going to make sure when I hand her off, I hand her off to a, to a man and not a boy. We got enough boys. We got enough boys in youth group. We, we need some men in this country. We need, we need some men of stature. We need some men that ain't got any backup in them. Amen? Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Just, just be the guy God wants you to be. Amen? I'm going to get back to preaching here. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, i got to talk about the peace. So when we get into the meeting today, and our volunteers meeting, I know you all will be there, uh, when we're sitting around the table, Berger, some of the people that you were doing work with here at Have Bible Travel in 2023, they may rub you the wrong way. Do this with me. Do this. Because you can't believe somebody said something like that in church. Come on, I want to talk to one of the sisters. <laughs> Do this with me, girls. One, two, three, go. <laughs> and guys do it different. Uh, and, and, and guy, I, I know I told you this, but I got to say it again for you guys that didn't hear. So I'm at the gym, and I got to have Bible travel jacket on, and I'm, I'm working out and this and that. And I see a guy kind of looking at me. So you guys know I talk about mugging all the time. The guy's looking at me, and we're trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was like, am I going to say hi to him, or is he eyeing me, or what's his deal? And, and uh, so it's called mugging. And he, I'm like, well, whatever. We're here at the back of the gym. Let's see how it works out. He's going to square up. You know how it is. And, and he just comes over. You know what he did, Jason? He gave me a fist bump. So you really don't know how people really are 
until you give them an opportunity. So when we're at this meeting and we're all sitting around the table, you can look at that person and go, man, I didn't really like you in 2023, but I'm starting to like you. I'm just being honest. I've told you, don't try to like everybody in this church because it's not going to happen. Here's what I told you to do. Jesus says to love all of them. And, and, and don't get your panties in a bunch. All wadded up, all worked up. Don't get worked up. Amen? So you got to be eager to maintain that, that peace. And I think when we do this volunteers meeting this year and we look at it, you're going to go, you know what, man, we did a lot of cool stuff. And, and all you got to do is, is just continue to show up. Amen? There's one body, one spirit, so there's one body of Christ, one Holy Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Here's the deal. You're not going to get any more favor till you use the favor that God gave you to do the assignment he gave you. Oh, come on, give me a little more than that. That's what grace is, is favor. And if you use the portion that he's given you, he'll give you more for a bigger assignment. Amen? Uh, let's see. Some, close your eyes for just a second. Here's what I'm going to say to you. And, and just, it's rhetorical, don't even respond. If, you aren't, if you're not moving forward in your walk with the Lord in prosperity, go back to the last assignment that God gave you and then do it. Open up your eyes. Just go back to whatever it is. And some of you guys were kind of like Jonah where you ran around, there's no way I'll ever do that. Well, you'll do it if you want to be blessed because you know God's in it. God, God speaks very clear. You have to make sure that you're quiet enough where you can hear everything. So get rid of the distraction. Amen? Um, so I got to tell you this. So I was so excited last night um, that Thrive was there out at Moscow. So I was talking to him, and there was a, a, a beautiful young lady and, and her husband or fiance, and uh, just a handsome guy, just, just buff like me. He's drink big. I mean, this dude is, I mean, he is jacked. I was like, man, you look like me, brother. What's up? <laughs> and uh, and I afterwards, I went, I said, man, thank you for being here. It means so much to me. And I said, where are you from? And she says, I'm from Kenya. And you can tell when somebody has an accent, they're not. Uh, and, and, and I said, okay. I said, how long have you been in the States and this, that? And I said, where do you live at? And she said, she says, well, I, I just came down here to St. Louis. I used to live in Wyoming. And I was like, <laughs> you know, being a horse guy, part-time cowboy guy, I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, Wyoming's like a dream where everybody wants to live. And then I went over and talked to this young man, this buff dude. And yes. And, and, and I knew that I knew that they were special people, just wonderful, beautiful people who stand up for this pro-life organization, doing all kinds of things. And, and come to find out, this young man works for Homeland Security, and before that, he, he, he worked in our Army. Uh, and, and I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Haiti. And uh, I said, well, where'd you live at in the States? He said, Texas. And I'm going, 
I'm going, holy cow. One from Wyoming, one from Texas. I'm like, man, cowboy, yeehaw. <laughs> Amen? But then I, when I pulled up, I pulled up in, in the Moscow location, a guy has a brand new, just like 2024 Mercedes, and I'm like, holy cow, somebody got lost. <laughs> I go, dude, that's got to be you. Amen? So you never know. You never, you don't come up in this church and act like you know what's going on in somebody's life. I'd have never believed she was from Wyoming and he was from Texas. Amen? Because we all think we know everybody and everything about everybody, but you don't. Only God knows that. Only God knows the heart. Only God judges the heart. God is the only one. He calls you to love them right where they're at. So anyways, after where I'm going with this is um, the, the one young lady came up. She goes, man, that was a beautiful sermon and all this kind of thing. I said, man, there's all kinds of great stories in this Bible. You just got all guys or gals got to do is just keep plucking them out. Pastor Frank, all you got to do when you get back to Orlando, just keep plucking them out. Lou, just keep plucking them out. No real secrets, no real, there's no little magic or what's behind door number two. Just keep plucking them out. There's, there's great stories in this Bible. Of, and, and they're all of victory. Amen. I mean, if we wasn't winning, who would come to church? Big Steve, here's what it says. And, and I think she liked this part here. In, in, in being a pro-life lady. Here's, I, I said, Mark 10, 13. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. So the disciples thought that he was too busy to, to speak or pray with these children. You know, sometimes people, you know, they're like, kids, you know, go over here. We're busy and all that kind of stuff. So we, we kind of understand that a little bit. But when Jesus saw... Saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. On this Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, don't hinder the children. Let them come to Jesus. If they want to come to church, bring them to church. They want to go to Sunday school, let them go to Sunday school. If they want to learn more about Jesus, get them a Bible. Don't hinder the children. Stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Oh, don't get quiet on me now. And do not hinder them, for such belongs to the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a small child will not enter it. And he took them into his arm, and he blessed them in the laying on of his hands. I was thinking about this on this day 40 years ago. It was one of the happiest days of my life. This is the day my son was born. Amen. There is nothing, Mrs. Chittenden, in the world more wonderful than a child. All children, born and unborn. And when you see those little three-footers running around, I mean, aren't they they're like little human beings running everywhere? <laughs> and I see them run. Carol, I see them running around the hall and doing this. I think people think I can't see when people are doing things. I'll just let you know so you know, I have a camera in my office. 
Amen? And I can see them running everywhere. You want me to tell you something? Nothing brings me more joy than seeing children in a church. And, 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 and I know there, you, you know, some, sometimes we get church stuffy and we're worried about if they're here. You're worried about if they were quiet or they were clean and all that kind of stuff. We know they ain't brushed their teeth. <laughs> you, you know that? I mean, moms get all worked up and try to rub off the Kool-Aid before they come in like it's on their shirt. Just leave it on there. We know they're messy. We've seen your minivan. I mean, you can, you can look up in a minivan and see some stuff up in there in a mom's. Got car seats and everything, like McDonald's stuff in there. You know, I'm so happy I was talking about this last night. I'm so glad that they're here. I remember when we first started out, we just had a few kids, and they'd be here, and they'd be, sometimes they'd be on the pulpit with me when I was preaching, and then I'd have to move out of my office and study in my truck so they could have a place to do Sunday school. I'm glad for kids because they cause growth in a church. They're the next little human beings that are going to take the church over. And I know you don't think they can do anything as near, near like you do, but they will and they'll do a good job. And you're going to raise them up in the church because they're made in the image of God. And that's God's plan. So if you have trouble in your life, Terry, you have trouble in your family, you have trouble with relatives and all that, go back to Genesis. He's got a perfect order for your family. And I'm glad you asked me to read it. So stand up and I'll bring it to you. It's just a couple. We ain't going to be too long, Chuck. We ain't going to be too long. I'm just going to read you something, and, and I think it, it goes well with, with, the, with the theme of uh, uh, National Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And, and it talks about being made in the image of God, these, these little kids, Gloria, that, that you all watch. Then God said, let us make man in our own image and after likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over the earth and over the creeping things and everything that creeps on the earth. Everything has dominion. Nolte over all the animals of the, of the world. It's not the other way around. Animals don't run human beings. I know PETA thinks they do, but they don't. Stay with me on this. So as you guys know, all the, all the cold weather that we've had across the nation. Cold weather. The greatest carers of the land and animals are cowboys and ranchers. You'll never see PETA out there at my farm with an axe busting ice. They're at home in, in, under their blankie while I'm tending to our, our herd. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Don't get quiet on me now. The world's got it all backwards. When you see these articles coming out against the cowboy and the rancher or, or selling somebody selling off more property to China. Come on, look up here. We do have some private property. Mine's my farm. And ours is have Bible will travel is our locations. These are all private property. And we ain't selling to no heathen. Amen. 
Tell your neighbor it ain't for sale. I ain't giving up ground to the dang enemy. What, 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 what the heck's going on? You know what, man? I'm fixing to put on a, a, a man's class on how to grow backbone and stature for the next generation. And if you're already saved, what can man do to you? What can man do to you? He can't do nothing to you. Them people out there, Jason in the highways and by, they're just a bunch of blowhards. Wah, wah, wah. You remember the, the Peanuts cartoon when the teacher would say, wah, 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 wah. That reminds me of these heathens that are trying to buy up farmland in America. American farmland is for Americans. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. We want to be in control of our own food. We want to be in control of our own food. We're, we're, we're in control of what goes on here in these churches. We ain't turning it over to some, some ding-dongs. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Say it with me, class. Male and female. Look at your neighbor and say, there's only, there's only two genders in the Bible, Jack. It's only two, sorry. I'm not even done yet. Can I keep going telling you the truth? If you want to listen to a lie when you leave the building, you can tune into the broadcast at some other location. But here I got to tell you the truth. You want to get when you leave here, you want to get on Fantasy Island and listen to all this Mickey Mouse stuff that's going on in the world? Go ahead. But when the enemy comes in there and screws up your whole family, we'll still be here and we'll welcome you back so you can get it straightened back out. Verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of, over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and everything that, that moves on the earth. And if we slide over to 2.18, after the Lord put the guy in the garden, he said, then the Lord said, it's not good that the man should be alone. And I agree with that. That's why he made people like my wife, woman. And I said, whoa, man. <laughs> Amen. There isn't nothing I love more in a whole wide world than my wife next to God. I wouldn't trade her for all the tea in China. When you get when you get a, a covenant relationship with your spouse, there ain't no devil in hell strong enough to pull that pull that apart. You may not like this one, but I'm gonna give it to you anyways. And we'll end here. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Uh, listen to me as, as, as you close your eyes and, 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 and we talk about what God wants me to talk about here. Some of you guys have been stutter-stepping 
on the things God wants you to do. The Lord draweth nigh. Just because your your family and or your kids or whoever it is don't live in your house anymore, it doesn't mean you can't be part of their life. Well, Pastor, my kids live in this, that, or the other. Who cares? Get on a plane and go. Oh, we're going to wait till we retire. Yeah, you're going to wait, and then you're going to wait, and then you're going to wait, and you ain't never going to do anything. My daughter asked me that last week. She said, Dad, can you come down and watch Easton play his basketball game? I said, I'll be there. I don't even need to think about that. Is 260 miles too far you to drive to watch a basketball game? It ain't for me. See, what's happened is you guys have built up hurdles in your life where you, you, know, you got to have the planets aligned. All I got to do is say yes, and God will align the planets, and I'll be able to get on down the highway. Don't miss a thing. Don't miss a thing over distance. Well, they live in another state. They live in another county. So what? I'd rather, I'd rather you be happy with your child going to visit them than be up here one day when they're crying over your funeral. We get that all the time. They come in here, oh, I wish I'd spend more time with my dad. Well, do it. I wish I'd spend more time with my mom or my sister or my kids or my grandkids. Do it. That keeps the family together. You know what happens when they start peeling the mom and dad out of there. Man, it, it, turns, into, it turns into a mess. So here's what I'm going to ask you. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because here's the deal. If you ain't saved, this message don't mean anything. Franny, all it is is a history lesson. You'll leave here and go, well, I heard some things about this, that, and the other. If you ain't saved, it ain't going to matter. So I'm going to give you the same opportunity some preacher gave me 24 years ago. To receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. It's the most wonderful thing that will ever happen in your life. It's so much that when Jesus starts living in you, you can look away from evil. You can stay away from evil. And you won't hold grudges at people you'd like to hold grudges against. He'll free you up. You'll get free. Wouldn't you like to be free today? Some of you guys are shackled today. Some of you walked in the building and you're, you're flat shackled to things. And I'm not leaving here till I deliver this. All those who would like to be born again today, be saved by the blood of Christ. I want you to raise your hand. And all those who are watching the broadcast from home, just say, that's me, Pastor. I ran smack into Jesus today. And I want him to, to take my life and do something with it. Wouldn't you like to offer up your life to Christ? Just raise your hand right where you're at. I'm going to pray for you. 
You just you want to receive Christ right where you're at. I want, I want him to come in and invade my heart. I want him to do spiritual heart surgery. I want to be saved. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. Don't wait. And here's the next prayer I'm going to pray for you. So all these saints, all these believers who are here, there's, there's a pile of them. And you say, hey, you know what, God? I want to start over. Slide your hand up. I want to start over in 2024, and I want to forget the mess of 2023. Just slide your hand up right there. All right. You, 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 you. Come down here. You, you. You, 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 you. Come down here. We're just going to pray for you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Just come down. We're going to pray for you. You'll find out it, 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 this, this could be the best prayer next to getting saved in your whole life. You just walked on from 2023 and you just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with the mess and I'm done with the games and, and the judgmental heart and the, and the old things coming up. And maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a compulsion. Maybe, I don't know what it is. Nolte, it's the greatest thing that will ever happen to you in your life is being free. Well, I walk out the door, I'm free as a bird, man. Wouldn't you like to just walk out of here and just be flat free, just free from anything? I'm not, I'm not afraid. Uh, I've had the curse of finances broke over my life or anything like that. Indecisiveness, judgmental attitudes. God don't want you being having a nasty judgmental attitude. He wants you to be together. He wants this church to be together. He wants you to grow together. He wants you to love one another. That's what we're doing. We're going to love people. Christianity doesn't work on the basis of anything other than love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious or boastful. It's not rude or haughty. Keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, I got you. You're just keeping a record of what somebody did to you. Oh, I'm mad. That's okay. Just let it go. Tell your neighbor to let it go. Just, just let it go. Let God deal with that. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Just keep thinking about being free, man. It's cool. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we had some things that we, we walked into the building with. We, we was mad at somebody. We was frustrated. We was, we was, we was aggravated. We didn't contemplate getting out of the ministry over that person. <laughs> oh, boy, the devil would like that, church. The devil ain't got no jurisdiction in your life, does he? Quit talking like it then. I just want to pray for people who are blood-bought. Blood-bought. I love all the people of God. So, Father God, help us walk this thing out. We got it kind of screwed up. So we're praying that you, you bring some clarity to it and help us from this day forward. And we, we're, we're going to serve you, no matter the cost, until you come back to get us. In Jesus' name, this church said amen. amen. Applaud and victory. Hallelujah.